0: What's up, everybody? David Yakir here for iHeartRadio's Yak About Today. If you're like me, looking in the mirror and still seeing 25, and are familiar with the years 46 to 64, then this is the place you want to be. So get up, get out, put your headphones on, go for a run, and listen to what we yak about today. and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, thanks for listening. What's up, everybody? So I am David Yak here, and you are listening to Yak About Today. And I think we have a good show for you. We've got Rita Bargett Martel. She's an organizational change consultant to Fort Fortune 500 clients, and she has coached more than 11,000 people. She's also written a couple of books, one of which is Change Ready, How to Turn Change Resistance into Change Readiness, and Defining Moments, Seizing the Power of Second Chances to Create the Life You Want. But before we bring on Rita, I thought we'd have a little chit-chat with Wayne. Wayne, how you doing today? Great. How are you doing? So, <clears throat> I've been thinking... So, I've been thinking, remember last week when we talked about uh, wogging? Wogging, yes. Wogging. So, for the people who didn't listen last week, and I know you all did, so I started to explain how a few months ago I started this power walking. And uh, I named it wogging after somebody passed me by who was jogging. (laughs) So, I said, you know, I'm walking almost as fast as they're jogging. Mm -hmm. So, I said, okay. I think I'm wagging. So I've been walking for about, I guess, about two months now. Mm-hmm. I'm up to uh, averaging about five miles a day. I leave at about uh, seven in the morning before the sun really hits. Mm-hmm. And by the way, you can get a tan at 7.30 in the morning oh, yes. in Florida. Yes, you can. So I just want to make everybody aware of that. If you go out at 7.30 to wear your uh, the, sun cr- uh, the sun cream and all that. So he- here's my thinking, Wayne. Tell me what you think. So, now that I've been wagging, I'm thinking about setting up wagging meetings here in Vero Beach, Mm -hmm. you know, and I started developing three different programs, sort of a beginner program where we would all meet, you know, maybe in Riverside Park in Vero, Mm -hmm. and what we would do is just walk around slowly but staying on our feet for about, um, you know, an hour or so, and because people of a certain age have a tendency not to want to get out of their chairs you know yeah so this would be a, a good beginners way to at least get up and you know go for get a walk there. yeah and then an intermediate uh, sort yeah. of wogging where you pair up with somebody and you have somebody to talk to and you go for a long walk you know at a nice pace and then of course like the beginning of the show what we're gonna do is put our headphones on and then we're going to walk so what I want everybody to do who's listening out there, if you're interested in this, especially the ones in Indian River County who are listening to this, why don't you write to me at yakabouttoday at gmail.com. That's yakabouttoday at gmail.com, and we will um, get together and walk together. And by the way, it'll be a great way to socialize with fellow members of our wiser and more mature community. All right, so I want to bring on Rita right now. Hey Rita, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. I'm excited about spending time with you today.
0: Okay, so I need you to do this first. First, you got to tell me exactly how you evolved into this whole concept of uh, of change and helping people understand what change is.
1: Well, I started by making changes in my own life, some pretty drastic changes that. Uh, my family didn't support. (laughs) We're really resistant to. And it turned out to be successful, put me in a whole new path and wonderful career and family life and all of that. And so because of what I was able to do, I was motivated to help other people, especially women in the South, look at uh, opportunities where they could grow beyond being a wife and a mother. Being a wife and mother is fine. But you can have a good life and make it even better. So I started a women's center in Nashville, had that for seven years, offered workshops and seminars, and also had a bookstore, um, all about making positive changes in your life. That moved me into the corporate world because a lot of women were moving into positions of leadership, developed a whole new business with corporate training, and then companies started re-engineering and downsizing and acquiring other companies and Moved into a whole other area of working with corporations to prepare their employees for change. So one change led to another change to another one, as it always does. That's how change works; it's a triple down effect. So I've been able to leverage those change management skills really all over the world, working with Fortune 500 companies and also working with individuals. So. I'm spending most of my time now working with individuals, again, who are wanting to make career changes or or some type of life change or being forced to. Because often we have to be pushed out of our comfort zone in order to make our life better.
0: All right. So I have a question. And this is uh, Uh really based on my experience. So, you know, I came out of the corporate world. And, you know, I ran a a fairly large company, and one of the things is as companies grow, and you know this from your experience, change is necessary. And if you've ever noticed, people come to the leadership of the companies and they say, we need to change this, we need to change that. And all of a sudden, right, you say, we are changing And you start hearing a lot of words that I can't do because we're actually a a radio show, (laughs) you know, for the podcasting system. I've heard them. (laughs) Right. So you you understand the fact that people beg for change, but they hate change and they won't change. So what I'm guessing you're offering is, and I'm not sure how to articulate this, I think you're offering a way for people to understand change, right, and why change is necessary,
1: Well, that's the beginning first step. So if you have, especially a new CEO comes into a company and they feel like they have to make their mark, and they make their mark by shaking things up, and they they haven't established trust with employees or with other leaders in the company, so that often fails. Um, So in my role as a a change management consultant, the first thing I do is go in and ask why. (laughs) Why are we making this change? What's going to be better? Because we do. And do we have a shared vision? Because you need to have a shared vision of the future to get people on board. When employees hear the word change, their first question is, what does the future look like and will it include me? Because change, again, requires a new skill set, learning new things, and often after we've been in a job for a while, we kind of operate without thinking, unfortunately. And, I mean, it's good for us to learn new things and to grow and change. But, yes, people need to understand what's going to be different Um how what skills and knowledge will i need how am i going to be trained with those skills and knowledge and how do i know i can be successful so a good leader has that keep communication lines open so they can build the trust and get people on board less resistance
0: so you also came out of, so you transitioned from the corporate world and you deal with individuals am i correct <laughs>
1: I started out working with individuals, and then I expanded to working with corporations. Okay, opposite so of what I said. now I'm going back. Okay. <laughs> yeah, now I'm going back to working with individuals.
0: So here's, my, here's a question I have, and I think this is pertinent, and maybe your experience lends itself to this. Um, my audience, and I think I, uh, I explained this to you um, in one of our communications, I have a, a, an audience that we like to use the wiser and more mature audience.
1: Mm-hmm. Although
0: somebody did tell me recently, every time they hear me say it, they think it's rather pretentious. I should say the words senior audience, and um, mm-hmm. but that has implications that goes back to my grandmother, who was a babushka from uh, Russia. Um, okay. So we we call them wiser and more mature. There is a transition, you know, that's sort of synonymous with change, I guess. That people of this age go through, and they need help. They are, in some cases, it is uh, transitioning from the corporate world uh, to a world that they really don't know what it's supposed to be. Maybe it's golf. Maybe it's sitting and watching TV, right? But a lot of people want to transition to something more productive, but they don't understand change. Do you have experience dealing with a, a more senior set of people?
1: A lot of my clients are in that situation and what's different for our generation and, and I'm there too what's different for our generation is that we're redefining what retirement means. Generations before us didn't live as long as we're living and um, you know we want to be productive we just have kind of a different mindset and part of that baby boomer mindset is uh, I can do anything I want to do you <laughs> know and I, I want to keep doing it. And so it is a process of of thinking about how do I want to experience life at this phase of my life and looking at what you've accomplished, and that's been great. And now what kind of people do you want to be surrounded with? What kind of environment do you want to live in? What do you want to spend your time doing? Identifying those skills. And you can find work. A lot of companies are not going to hire Full-time employees with, you know, full benefits to continue working if that's what someone wants. But um, this is a gig economy, so if you have an area of expertise, a specialty, you can uh, find opportunities to work on short-term contracts or work on part-time basis. But it's it's the question of how do I want to experience life now? Because if we are, if we stay healthy, we will have an extra. 10 or 15 years that previous generations didn't have. So, yeah, uh, (laughs) that was part of defining moments. You know, you have a moment in different phases of your life where you can redefine your life. And so as we move past retirement, then that's another defining moment of, you know, what's it going to be? I don't want to burden my children with, say, oh, you know, you have to come have dinner with me or I want to spend more time with you. When, you know, my children have very busy, active lives that will include me to a certain extent, but not completely. So, yeah, we have to we have to redefine what is this next phase of life going to be. And it can be really exciting, but we are making our own decisions. Often we're too influenced by people around us who really don't want to um, do anything other than Hit the golf course, which is okay if that's what you really want to do. Or sit in front of the TV, sit on the front porch in the rocking chair. So you have to be surrounded by people who will support the kind of life experience you want to have, or it's just going to be a drag.
0: All right. Look, we're going to take a break, Rita. But before we take the break, I want to ask you one question maybe you can think about. And this is sort of personal to me. Um, you have experience in corporations who merge with other corporations um, or takeovers. Now, I experienced this a few times, and that kind of change almost blew up a company. So when mm-hmm. we come back, do you think you can speak to that a bit?
1: Sure. All I've right. experienced that a lot.
0: <laughs> All right. So we're going to take a break now. All right, we are back. I'm David Yak here. You're listening to Yak About Today. And I've got Rita burgett Martel here. She's an organizational and personal change consultant. So uh, before we left for break, Rita, I asked you a question about corporate mergers. There's another reason I'm asking the question. There is, there, you know, we're in a gig economy right now, obviously, you mentioned it earlier. And what's happening are these the small groups who really can't stand alone, and they're coming together. They're merging together um, because size seems to be better than, you know, what they were when they were small. So that causes an immense amount of change. People are generally unhappy, right? I think the question I'm asking, and I'm asking this from personal experience because I understand that change nearly sank my – a merger almost sank my organization. So tell me about – you know how you come in and consult on change in organizations. Did I lose you? Uh, Can you hear me? Ah, there you are. There you are. We had a drop out for a second. <laughs> did you Did you hear uh, me? Did you? I did. Uh, All right. Um, All right. We're good.
1: So we're we're talking about merging and we're talking about merging cultures. And so often when a company looks at acquiring another company, they're looking at the money. They're looking at the additional business they can bring in or the cost savings they can have through shared services. They don't look at the cultures. They don't look at, do we have similar cultures? And what you were referring to with the smaller businesses coming together you can have a startup that's a very entrepreneurial culture, and they grow to a certain point, and then in order to be able to grow more, they have to become um, more formalized in their processes, uh, in their approaches. They, they don't shoot from the hip, that things have to be defined and agreed to and standardized. And that doesn't often work for people who are entrepreneurial and want to be able to make their own decisions. So when things are going bad, which often will happen when the cultures really haven't been looked at, then what we do is go in and, and look at what, what is the best of both. So what are the strengths of both cultures? And of course, leadership is extremely important in this. And often the leaders are fighting with each other to see who's going to survive, but what has to happen is we have to create a new culture. It's like blended families when if you divorce and you remarry and you, your children automatically have new brothers and sisters and you know stepmothers and stepfathers. It's a blending of a family and there's often conflict from that. So you're going from a me to a we and that's not easy to do. But bottom line, people control outcomes. And if they're not If uh, if there's not enough focus on getting people on board and, again, having a shared vision, creating a new vision, so people understand why we're doing this, how we're going to benefit from it, what's my role going to be, what does the future look like, and does it include me? And if those questions are answered, you'll have less resistance. There's always going to be some. And in order to be successful, you have to have a, a critical mass of support. And takes a while for that to happen, often leaders are, many leaders are fired in the process. And some choose to leave because what's going to emerge is a new culture that you may not want to be part of and have to be honest about that.
0: So I've got one last question. Mm -hmm. Right? Change not only affects the person, but it affects their relationships. Definitely. Right? So we've got about a minute and a half Tell me, tell me about that, And that, because it's something I also experienced because people would go home to their partners, their lovers, their wives and husbands, and it would cause more, you know, uh, of a problem. So if you can do it in about a minute, that would be great.
1: Okay. Yeah, we don't think enough about the impact of change on relationships, but when we enter into a relationship with someone, we really enter into this silent agreement that says, you will do this, I will do this, you will behave this way, I will behave this way. And everything's fine until something happens to shake that up. And when one partner is experiencing a lot of change at work, it's very stressful. And there isn't the opportunity at work to express, you know, my boss is an idiot, you know, to do a lot of complaining because you're probably afraid you're going to lose your job. You don't want anything to threaten that. So we bring that home. So it's really important to realize it's not all about you. Instead of taking things personally, when your spouse or your partner comes home and is yelling and wanting to let off steam. All right, Rita, Rita, Rita about I'm, I'm going
0: to have to cut you off there. I mean, I'm really okay. sorry about that. Um, we've, we've got to, you know, with, if we're a podcast, I would uh, be able to keep you yeah. on longer. But we okay. have to sort of go. Um yeah so i'm going to lose you here i really appreciate it i hope i have you on the show again and we will speak soon
1: thank you so much
0: thank you bye-bye all right so i want to take the last minute here and talk about somebody that i've gotten to know his name is dr mark belt and he's an md former er doctor which is where you really want a good doctor I guess. And well, we we're thinking about working together, and he, he, uh, after a quest and research to understand comprehensive well-being, Dr. Belt created a wellness and fitness program that sort of brings positive change into people's lives. And I think he has a lot to offer by teaching us to use our mind and body the way it was designed to. But I only have about a minute here, because I know the music's going to start. Oh, I'm sorry. We do have a few minutes. Thank you, Wayne. Thank God you're here. I would have screwed that up. Um, anyway, um, I want to introduce Dr. Belt uh, because he's created these programs. He's written this book that so fascinated me, and it was so inspirational to me that, you know, it made me rethink how I was going about things. So uh, I happen to have him in the studio, and um, I really sort of want to welcome here. And I also want to tell you that next week— We'll do a pilot show with uh, Dr. Belt, but I want him to say hello to the audience right now and introduce him. So, hey, I'm so glad you're sitting here, Mark. I really love the fact that you came in today. Well, thank you, Dave. It's um, great to be here. Really, really looking forward to working with you and sharing uh, what I have to share. Okay. So we've been talking um, about possibly we're going to do a pilot next week with you. And um, I think it's going to be a great show. And I think it has a lot of potential. You know, we've been working on it. Um, So give us, you know, the sort of overview of, um, you know, what you think the show is about. And if music starts playing and things like that, I may just give you that signal that says shut up. (laughs) Sure. Go ahead. Well, basically, we want our lives to matter. When we die, we want to die with a smile on our face. To do that, we have to have well-being to be a full human being. What stops us is mental suffering. And so I got to the bottom of what causes mental suffering and how to fix it, and it was not what I expected. I thought it'd be the body, but it's actually the mind. So if we use our mind to unlock our body the way it was designed, we can all have well-being and live to the full potential that we have all inside us. So that's what we're looking forward to next week. Hey, this is David here. I'm going to have our... Outro go on right hey, once now. again, if you are new here and listening to one of the podcast networks that carry us, consider subscribing. And if you're listening to us via radio, put it on your calendar and listen every Monday at 3 p.m. on iHeartRadio's Waxy 107.9 FM, 1370 AM or on Saturday evenings at 9.30 on Real Radio's 101.7. And remember, we can also be found online at yakabouttoday.com. And of course, you can write to us at yakabouttoday at gmail.com or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, this is David Yak here, and we'll yak with you next week, same time, same place. Peace.